For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch from the Home Depot. Now, three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro Colored Bark Mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store. What's up, everybody? We are on the road. Oh, no. I accidentally exited out of the line. That's not good. Good morning, everybody. Today is a very special edition of Morning Gratitude with the mayor. We are on the way, on our way to Las Vegas. And for some reason, I can't talk when I'm in the car driving trying to do this show. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Gretchen. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Tia. Great to see you. Mr. Murrow, good to see you. Hope you got your little situation worked out. Kathleen, good to see you. Guys, we have a really terrific guest today. Say hi to Zoe. Zoe's hanging out. Say hi to Karen. Say hi, Karen. We are uh, off to lovely Las Vegas to go support uh, just a really, really awesome event and uh, cannot wait to be there. We have a really special guest today. It's got one of the coolest stories um, that I think I've heard in a while. And Facebook has got this magical thing about it where you just connect to people and you really, really realize with Facebook that everybody's got a story. Everyone has a message that needs to be heard. And, you know, we have, I'm very proud of this on this show, that we've had a mix of literally every background you can think of. And and the point of that is this. Again, I've already said it, but we all have a story that needs to be heard because you never know what message out there is meant for someone else. And today is no different. So ladies and gentlemen, it is a real pleasure for me to introduce Kathleen Wilson-Williams to Morning Gratitude with the Mayor. I invite button. And if we have any technical difficulties, I promise we will jump back on. But we're on the road in the mountains, and you never know what's going to happen. But, guys, this is uh, this is going to be really, really great. And, again, the point of this is that all of you have a message that needs to be heard. And it doesn't matter what your background is. You don't need to be a celebrity. You don't need to be a, a CEO. You all have a message to be heard. So that's what this is about. Uh, hopefully Kathleen will be able. There she is. Kathleen. Good morning. Hi. Welcome to Morning Gratitude with the Mayor. It is so good to see you today. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing really, really great. I'm excited to uh, be heading to Las Vegas and uh, just. uh, You're going to be driving by my hometown. You're, you're, you're from Vegas. No, I live in Barstow. It's on the way. Oh, right on. We could have done this in person. Yeah. <laughs> it's where the original Del Taco is. You better stop and eat and some I, Del Taco. I, no, I got in too much trouble from all the San Diego people about eating Del Taco. So, no, no Del Taco. Del Taco originated in Barstow. It's so different. Everything's <laughs> made fresh. It, it's, it, it originated here. Okay. Well, maybe, maybe we'll check that out. Um, so, Kathleen, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the show today. Uh, first things first, what are you grateful for today? 
you know, I, I know that's what you ask, and I've been thinking about all that. First, I want to say that I'm thankful for Jesus, because without him coming and going through the things he went through, I wouldn't have an opportunity to enter the kingdom of heaven. So I'm excited for that, and I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I could be a mom to two amazing children. I, I'm grateful that I could start an organization called Baby So Special and help out the disabled community um, in a journey that is something you could never fathom. Now, so I, I, there's a lot of things I'm grateful for. That is awesome, and I apologize for the uh, moving camera, but we have. Oh yeah, don't <laughs> worry. I'm trying to uh, trying to get mine up no, too. Okay. okay. I, I, <laughs> I wish that again. It was going to make me dizzy. Um, well, that I, that is awesome, and that, that's something that I tell us about. Baby, so special, and what, <laughs> what motivate you, motivated you to start this amazing foundation? Okay, so uh, back in two thousand and six, I got pregnant. I went through my pregnancy. Everything was normal. I was thirty five, so they were keeping an eye on things because you're more. Um, apt to have a child with some type of disability right. so went through my whole pregnancy was seen a chromosomal specialist um everything was fine my baby was great heartbeat was amazing i went into premature labor uh wow. september 11th and barstow hospital did an ultrasound on my stomach and that's when they found out my son had half a heart oh. half a heart so then we were like, oh my gosh, I had just had an ultrasound August 3rd. Everything they said was fine. And, and specifically asked, hey, are all the organs fine? Is everything good? Yeah, everything's great. So then um, the next day, I mean, we were devastated. Like, what's happening? You know, room was finished. I was six weeks out from having a baby. So then we went to go see um, uh, 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 Sorry, a cardiologist for a child, for a baby. So um, we went um, the next day. We drove all the way to, to a far place from us, but we needed answers. So we drove there. They did um, an echocardiogram in my stomach, and Bill had half a heart. The whole left side of his heart did not develop. So can you tell us the types of – did that cause you any complications during your pregnancy? So Not one. So what about when he was born? Um, what kind of complications were there? I mean, it's it, when people say, when you say half a heart, you're, I'm visualizing half of my heart. But explain those complications for, you know, for myself and other people that may not understand what they may be. Okay. So the, I'll say this. So then when the doctor came in after he had done the echocardiogram, he delivered the news. We had three options, heart transplant. Most babies die waiting because people don't heart baby hearts don't come available. Three stage surgery, or we could let Caleb die. We were devastated. So then, um, then we found out that the heart defects, number one birth defect, they're the number one killer in kids. One out of a hundred babies is born with a heart anomaly. One out of a hundred. But people don't know that, and I don't understand if it's the number one birth defect, the number one chronic illness across the world why are we not educated about it so Man, so I they didn't know that everything i got taken down to loma linda um 
and they made me go to the NICU. They made me go to the CVICU so that I could realize that this was going to be my child. And as soon as he came out of my womb, he would be fighting for his life. So we chose the three-stage surgery. Caleb had his first open heart when he was six days old. Oh my God. It was either that or let him die. I mean, I mean that's what those were our options. What's it called? Is it called the Norwood surgery? Yes, the Norwood procedure was the first one he had. Caleb has hypoplastic left heart syndrome, and that's the first surgery he had. It's called the Norwood procedure. She, she knew all about it. Yep. Wow. That is. Yep. Oh my and gosh. so, and it, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I want to give a shout out really quick. And then when he, I remember, I, I, and go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. I just wanted to say hello to some of the guests that have joined. I, uh, Bradley, uh, Bradley Reichman, who's got oh, an go amazing ahead. story. Q, thank you so much for joining. Mike Chavez, uh, Mary, Tia. Oh my gosh. John Wallace, Mike, uh, Christopher, Ed. Great to see you guys. Good morning. Good morning. We have we're hearing an amazing story. Brian Mount, Jim Weaver, Nate, good to see you. Brian, Heidi, holy crap. Good to see you all you guys. Uh, Rochelle, Rachel, good to see you. Um, wow. And in Bridge, I cannot miss Miss Gray. <laughs> um, I guess she's a friend of yours. But welcome so much to Morning Gratitude with Mayor. We are hearing the amazing Oh, story yeah, she's my photographer. Oh, very cool. Bridget Gray is my photographer. Yeah. Oh, okay. She's very actually cool. designing well, my cover to the book. Oh, so okay. she's designing the cover to the book I'm writing about Caleb's journey. So, so let's segue. So Caleb, I remember finding out. Yes. So I remember finding out. There's a delay. Okay. Okay. I'll, 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 I'll do it quick. So I remember that night that I found out that Caleb was terminal and that he may not even make it past birth. I remember praying to the Lord, take my baby. Don't let him know. I he would be fighting. Caleb had his first open heart surgery when he was six days old. Oh, it was either that or let him go. So throughout Caleb's life, there was different complications. He had um, 50 surgeries, 10 open hearts total. Yeah, he um, he had a sudden death incident um, January 10th. Um, let me backtrack. So while Caleb was alive, his immune system was compromised. He couldn't attend school like normal kids, so I came up with an idea in 2013 to build a virtual classroom where he could Skype back and forth with his classmates and oh. attend school but be safe at home. Right. So um, we did that. Uh, actually, Home Depot was going to come and build a classroom. in my. I lived in my grandparents' house. It's a long story. It's all in the book. But anyways, that got shot down by some family members. So I started Fight for Caleb's Classroom, and somehow Skype got a hold of my story, and that's how Caleb ended up on Skype's Facebook page, and we were on ABC News for his classroom. So Caleb also went on his Make-A-Wish trip. We went to Florida for six days, five nights, the Nickelodeon Family Suites. We went to Disney World. We went to uh, Universal Studios. We went to SeaWorld. I mean, it was the best time of his life. That's why I saw that Greg Reed is working with the man who invented that, and I would just love so much to be able to thank that man for what he did. My son, I'm not kidding, the best time of his life. Um, so, oh my gosh. Go ahead. No, that's really, really cool. I mean, I know how to get to Greg Reed. I'm sure that we can make that happen where you could get to him. 
I, there's, there's, I guarantee you, there's four people on here. No, I, 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 I'm friends with Greg Reed. Oh, okay. He's, he, he's working with the Wish Man, the one who right, started right, right, the right. Make a Wish Foundation. I'm sure. I just want to thank him because. Right. And so then, um, so, so fast forward, um, some other things happened. I had to raise some money really quick to move out of the home that I was living in. Caleb needed an air conditioner. Um, you can't get a transplant. You can't get a heart transplant without an air conditioner because it, in, in Barstow, we have swamp coolers and it causes a molded bacterial threat. So that didn't happen. So I raised um, $30,000 in a very short time moved into Caleb's heart home. I actually, when it happened, I went to the, Caleb's dad's half African-American. I went to the NAACP and the ACLU because my family members would not allow me to change the swamp cooler to an air conditioner. So I was like, oh my gosh, we're not talking about a classroom anymore. We're talking about his life. So um, I even saw a special needs attorney and they said that um, we could fight it, but it could take years. So I just raised money, got the house I live in now, turned the backyard into a park. Actually, Hope Depot came and turned to could do the classroom for Caleb. Oh, I didn't tell you that part. So Home Depot, I did tell you, Home Depot was going to turn the garage into a classroom so Caleb could Skype it. That just happened because my family members stopped that as well. So when I got the house, Home Depot finally could come and they transformed my backyard into a park for Caleb. Park. Wow. So, um, so Caleb, so we'll go forward. Caleb had a sudden death incident January 10th. They had to put a pacemaker in him. Um, he, his incision got infected with staph. Then he got influenza B. Then he got influenza B. And on March 18th, my son died. And so the day before, I couldn't go to the hospital with him, um, because I got influenza B. So for three days, he was in the hospital without me, and it was really hard. I was trying. He left frozen, so I was trying to hire an Elsa to go hold his hand because I couldn't be there. Well, I couldn't find anybody, so then I got the phone call from his dad. You need to get here. So I come. That morning, he codes, and I just told him, I, know, I said, you know what, son? It's time for you to go now. You don't belong here anymore. I knew, I knew he wasn't going to get better. And I knew his place on earth was done. So um, that Friday morning, well, the doctors were like, you're going to have to make some decisions. You're going to have to <clears throat> figure out what you're going to do and how you're going to let Caleb go. And I, cry, I remember falling over him and crying out to the Lord. You know what, God? Please don't make me make this decision. This, you're the giver and taker of life, not me. I said, Lord, if you want him, you take him. Don't don't make me do that. So Caleb ended up getting better, and then the next day, on his terms, him and God, Caleb left. And then <clears throat> I worked for a program through the state of California called In-Home Support Services. I applied for unemployment to bridge the gap between me trying to find a job so I could have some income because I had taken care of Caleb through that program for nine and a half years. And uh, I found out there's a loophole in the law that if you take care of your child or spouse, you're excluded. So in the worst time of my life, the only thing I qualified for was $189 worth of food stamps and a card to mental health. 
and I tried to find a job because I was 45. Nobody would hire me. Uh, five months. So then I got a job at a transitional foster care program called On the Rise. Um, so now I transport and monitor visits with children that have been abused by their parents. And then um, I applied out at Decker's, which is Ugg Boots. And Miss Lisa, my boss, had heard my story, so she hired me right away. And Greg Reed actually connected me with Brian Smith, who brought Ugg here from Australia. So I was able to thank him for his courage to uproot his whole life and come here. And if it wasn't for his courage, I literally would have lost everything. So after I found out about that law, um, I started writing letters to legislators. I talked to a lady through the unemployment office and she was like, it's a law. The only way to change it is change the law. So I started writing letters to legislators, found out there was a bill in process. I started advocating for it. <clears throat> went up to Sacramento, went to some meetings, met a lot of people. I, I volunteered at the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I actually met our treasurer, John Chung. Uh, we went through the Senate Assembly. The governor vetoed our bill. But then John Chung was like, come up to Sacramento the day before Thanksgiving in 2017. So I flew up there. He said, we need to run federal legislation. Okay. So then I reached out to Washington, D.C. I reached out to Feinstein Harris, who are our, uh, our U.S. senators. I reached out to Cook, who's my congressional leader, and uh, Kevin McCarthy, who's the Republican leader of the House, but he's also from Bakersfield, California. They said, well, when can you be in Washington? I said, well, Caleb's at first year anniversary date is March 18th. I could come after that. So I got a ticket. I rented a car and got a room and flew all the way up to Washington, D.C., all by myself. I met with those legislators, and I'm happy to report that they're writing Caleb's law in the federal government right now. <laughs> because I, and you know what's crazy <clears throat> is when I was there, people are like, you're going to get something at the end of this, right? Like, you're going to get paid. I said, no. You know what I'm going to get? the satisfaction of knowing that nobody will ever have to live the nightmare I lived after my son died. Then I went to an old school concert. I met Debbie Deb and I was telling her my story about Caleb and all the stuff that was going on. And she said, why don't we host a benefit concert, an old school benefit concert and tell people about Caleb and your organization and what you're doing. And that's how the concert happened. Oh then, <laughs> Then I volunteered to get at the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I met Cheech Marin. I met so many different people. I met this man named Manuel Rosales, who is the, the secretary for the Latino Coalition in Washington, D.C. I told him my story. I told him I had been on the news several times, ABC, CBS, because of, of what I was doing. And he was like, Kathleen, I'm doing an event called Changing the Momentum. Can you come? I was already going to Washington, D.C. again. He was like, can you come early? Absolutely, I'll be there. I flew up there, went to the Reagan Center. I met the treasurer of the United States. I met someone from the Congressional Ways and Means. I stood up and talked about my concert and said how I wanted small businesses to be involved, how I wanted to be able to put money back in their pocket because they want to be an Applebee's, they want to be a Chili's, but they don't have the opportunity because these huge organizations don't give them that chance well i want to give them that chance so we're having a concert may 12 2018 in victorville 
Vanilla Ice is my headliner. <laughs> Digital Underground, the Humpty Dance is going to be there. Um, and at the concert, at the concert, I'm Skyping in eight chronically ill people the way Caleb did for class across our nation into the concert. I know you said good morning to Bradley. Yep. Well, I, as long as Bradley gets permission, he's going to be one of my people because yeah, we're going to talk Bradley. about anti-bullying because think about these children who are just fighting to live why are they not praising him for the fact that he beat cancer not because chemo just formed his face and made him look different why are they not rejoicing with him that he's alive that's right god you're so amazing. i'm gonna talk about i'm gonna talk about organ donation i'm gonna talk about giving blood i'm gonna talk about suicide prevention, because all of those things fall under the special needs community. They, mental health is huge. We have young kids hurting themselves. We need to be able to tap into that. We need to be able to let them realize that it's okay, and we're going to be there, and we're going to cradle you. And if you need medication, that's okay, too. That doesn't make you weird or different. That makes you smart and wise because you're going to get the help that you need to be better so that you can live a functional life. And I want I wanna get a voice for the voiceless because the special needs community is so ignored. People, and, and it's not because, maybe it is because people don't wanna look at that world because they don't want it to be them. But what they don't realize is in a moment it could be one of the other people that I'm, I'm Skyping in got in a car accident when he was six years old. Now he's 36. He's written books. He designed his own website. The only thing that moves is his head. That's it. He's paralyzed from the neck down. But that's what people don't realize. It doesn't have to be cancer. It doesn't have to be a heart defect. It could be something as simple as a car accident when you're six years old that leaves you in that that disabled community. And not only that, what about the soldier that goes off to war and gets wounded? He becomes part of that special needs community as well. Now my organization can't help them, but I'm gonna have I'm gonna have wounded warriors there. I want to I wanna embrace them as well because they're a community that falls underneath all of that. So there's a lot of other things that are in the mix that I can't really talk about, but this concert's going to help bridge the gap between the special needs community and the healthy community. Do you, you are a prime example of someone that you don't need, you know, there's a lot of people out there that feel like they can't make a difference. And don't take this, don't, I mean, you're in the middle of, you know, you're in a small town, and here you are making a global impact on the world because of you used your pain, you used your pain, the breaking to bless, the breaking of your your heart and your spirit in the death of your son, you're using to transform the world in a better place. Like that is just proof how amazing our God is and how amazing and how God can use people like you and anybody out there watching can be used to do great things. You were changing the world because you used your voice and then you took action. And you know what's crazy? It's amazing. It's, it's when I was in Washington, God, when I, I also met the Prince of Ghana. I didn't tell you that, but his, his name is Nana and he is the Prince of the Shanti Kingdom. And I was telling him about the classrooms and I was telling him about Caleb. And 
we'll we'll talk more about that later because we're we're kind of together for some things. Yeah, so we're we're working together on some things. But um, when I got back to my room, God brought that scripture to me that our gifts will take us in front of great men, and I was thinking my pain has now become my gift, and now I'm going to be able to help people because I can be their voice. I can be the voice for the voiceless because I lived the whole entire life. I know what it is to have that baby and wish they were wouldn't come into this world. I know what it's like to watch your kid go through 50 surgeries, 10 open hearts. I know what it is to stand there and tell your baby it's time for them to go because you don't want to be selfish because I could have said, Caleb, stay here with mama, but I didn't want him to. Heaven is a much better place for him to be in. You know, the Lord says that when a child dies, <clears throat> he receives them back into his bosom. What better place for my baby to be than God's bosom? Yeah. And oh I will see him again, and I know that. And, and the thing is, is I want to cradle this community. I want to bring awareness. I don't want people like Bradley to be bullied because something that he had no choice but to go through disfigured his face. But that makes him a hero. He's a hero. All these kids are heroes. They fight every single day for another breath. Do you think that little girl wants to have cancer and go through chemo and lose all her hair and barf and poop all over herself? No. But what I want to do is I want to make every single day like a make-a-wish day for those kids. I want to make every single day the best day that it can possibly be. That's what I want to do. And my book is all about that journey. My book is, is, is just letting people know exactly what Caleb and I had to go through to get to the place for the concert, to get to where I had the opportunity to go to Washington, D.C. I was in Congressman Scalise's office. I was in Nancy Pelosi's office. I was in Senator Schumer's office. I mean, I was everywhere because they wanted to meet with me. And who am I? I'm just a little, little baby fish in a big, giant, giant world. But I told the Lord when Caleb died, I said, you know what, Lord? I don't got a lot, but I got some fish and some bread. And if you want to use me, I'll go and I'll do whatever you want me to do. And I'll talk to people like Joshua. And I'll talk to people like Greg and Manny. So I can help change the all across the world. Wow. And this, this right here, and that's in that Ola. Because I had to come up with action for Caleb's law. So, lack employment benefits. So, I mean, you can't hear me? Uh, no, I'm, I'm hoping that you're not cutting. I, I hope it's only on my end because I, I don't want people to not hear what you're saying. No, I can hear you. Okay, I can good, see you good, clearly. Good, good, perfect. Okay, I'm sorry. So, you know, I and I also had a very rough childhood. I was telling Manny I, I was abused. I lived in a foster home. I don't look like my life. I don't look like I'm getting ready to be 47 years old next month. But that's by the grace of God. 
And if I can help one person just have a better life, then that's uh, that makes me happy. I I typically would like to ask in in a situation like this where you draw your strength from. I already know the answer, but I would love for you to say it anyway. Where do you it's draw your Lord. strength from? God. It's God because I don't, I didn't tell you this, but I work every single day. I work two jobs. I I and I'm advocating and I'm writing a book and I'm planning a concert and I literally work for not very much money every day because I don't want to lose my house. I don't want to lose my car. After Caleb died, I like I said, I couldn't find a job. I've been living off credit cards because I believe in what I'm doing and I, and I have to survive. And I know God's going to take care of all of this. And I mean, it's just been a struggle, but without him, there would have been no Caleb. There would be no me. There would be no opportunity to go to Washington, D.C. There would be no concert where I'm Skyping in eight people from across the nation and maybe even from different places in our world. I, I don't know that yet, but I'm working on it. <laughs> and Skype is aware of everything I'm doing. Oh, man. I just want to make I... a difference in this dark, dark world. I want to be, before I even had Caleb, I prayed, Lord, I want to be a light that shines in a dark place. And where did he put me? Right smack in the middle of a children's hospital. And now right smack in the middle of a foster care program. Um, it is very important so, to me that you. you I'm honored every... and blessed. It's very important to me that you plug. Do you see how big this is? It's it's huge. I, it's very important to me that you plug every website that you know for the the concert, so we can start raising money for it. Um, every foundation that you're working with that is important to you that you need to bring awareness to, please make sure that you put that in the comment section because anything that we can do to support it, um, I want to have you on again. Um, like closer to the concert because okay. I, I just, your message needs to be heard. And, and I want to continue. I do not want this to lose any momentum. I want this to remain on people's hearts. Um, I, 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 you are just such a blessing to this world. And, 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 and I, what I love about this in your message is, and as painful as it is, you are proving that God can use your pain, all of you watching, every piece of pain that you've experienced in your life, God can use to transform people's lives and even your own. That is how, that is the, how amazing our God is. And Kathleen, you are a blessing. I, I, I love you. I hate the fact that I have to end this, but I know I'm hitting a dead spot and I'm going to lose all reception. But guys, share this video. Please tag someone that needs to hear it. People that you know that can donate money to her cause and help, tag them, please. Share this video with people you know and love because her message needs to be heard. Don't let her little boy die in vain. And Kathleen, God bless you. I, you, have my, you have my support, my love, and everybody here watching, you have their heart have their support and, and we just we all I, I just I just want to lift you up you're doing so many amazing things and I and I and as hard as it is and it sucks I can't even believe I'm saying this 
but I love how you're using your pain to change people's lives and people from all walks of life. God bless you, Kathleen. God bless you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. I have give me. I have time for you before I hit this mountain. Please share any anything that you need to share on your heart. Share now. I just want to say how thankful I am that God blessed me to have a little boy so special. You know, um, I didn't know. I knew when I named him Caleb, I named him Joshua because Joshua and Caleb were the only two. I, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I knew it meant faithful one. Do you know in Hebrew, Caleb did? My little half a heart baby's name means wholehearted. So if I could take his half a heart and make a difference and fill people's heart up with love and joy, then that's what I want to do. I want to be a voice for this special needs community, and I want to I wanna make sure that people support it and stop ignoring it. Okay. Oh, crap. I think I lost her. Uh, right, Kathleen, cool. if you can hear yeah, me. Yeah, you're good. Listen. Okay. If you can hear I love you. Thank you so much for your time and sharing the story. I, thank you for everything you're doing. I will, so I will be, I'll be in touch shortly, but thank you for giving us your time and blessing us today so much with your story. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank right, you. I, I'm hitting the mountain. I'm hitting the mountain. God bless okay. you guys. Share this Bye. Video. Be safe. Have a there. safe drive. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. For garden color from the ground up, start with the ground. Vigoro colored bark mulch from the Home Depot. Now three bags for just nine bucks. It protects your plants beautifully and maintains its color for up to 12 months in shades of red, brown, or black that really set off your garden, not to mention your spring. Bring on spring color with Vigoro colored bark mulch. Three bags, nine bucks. Now at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Limit 60 per customer. Color selection varies by store.